This podcast is brought to you by The City Church in Mississauga, Ontario. For more information, please visit thecitychurch.ca. We hope you are encouraged by this message from our lead pastor, Frank Coulter. So, Jessica, that was my fault, not the booth. You guys are good. So Jessica mentioned the blue card. The blue card actually says, I'm in. So let's just take a few seconds. Let's get the feeling for that blue card. Let's reach out to the seat pocket in front of us and grab, go ahead, come on, full participation. Don't stare at me. Just grab it and get the feel on it. You have to do anything with it. Just get the feel of it. See, it's not too hard to grab that card, all right? We're actually going to be talking about serving today in church, and we are in week two of our series, Experience Church, and what we're talking about in church is church for the next few weeks, and uh, it's just great to be a part of a local church. You know, um, myself and a bunch of our staff team were in Vancouver this week at a conference, and we got to gather together with a bunch of other church leaders from the East Coast to the West Coast in Canada. And it is pretty exciting to see all that God is doing across our nation um, in the local churches. And we get to be a part of that. We get to be part of what God is doing in, in 2019 as Jesus is building his church. And that's a privilege for us all to be part of the local church. And so we're, what we're just talking about this series is... How do we all as individuals and then as a church family take our church experience up a notch? How do we enjoy church? How is it um, that we realize how important church is? And, um, you know, all of us maybe come, if you've grown up in church, your church, when you walked in, had certain things on the wall and certain decorations and certain um, carpet and then you sang certain songs and the service structure was a certain way and your, your pastor certainly didn't wear vans. Um, this is actually the first time I've ever worn running shoes preaching. I just wanted to let you know. So I live with uh, two members of the fashion police, my daughters. And they, generally speaking, are picking my clothes. And I wanted to wear other shoes. Like, no, Dad, you can't wear shoes. you got to wear running shoes with that. So it's not my fault if you don't like my Vans. Okay. Um, and so we all could describe these different traditions. And then those traditions that we experience grow as we grow up, unknowingly become our preferences. This is what church is like. And a lot of times it's just a bunch of exterior things, things that I'm used to doing and, and all of those things. And uh, we, we can't, we have to move beyond our preferences, preferences and understand purposes from the scripture. What are the purposes for the church as we would see in the scripture versus all of these exterior things. Because once again, we get the, we have an affinity for these exterior things and we missed out on what is actually true for us from the scripture. And so we got to move beyond our preferences and see what the purpose is. And then what's very easy to do in 2019 is to become a consumer of church. That I go where I like the singing and I go where I like the preaching and I go where I like this. And then church just becomes another store that we visit. It's, I like this, so I go there. And listen, we want you to like what we do, but we want you to like what we do so you can engage in it, so that you can be a part of the family. Not just stay on the outside, not just stay in the stands, but get on the field and be a part of the team. And so we have to move uh, beyond this idea of being a consumer of church to be a contributor, that I'm a contributor in the family of God. So that's what we're talking about in this series. So if you have your Bibles, let's turn over to Matthew chapter 4. 
Matthew chapter 4, verse 18. And it says this, While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers talking about Jesus, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. So they were fishermen, and he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me, salvation, I will make you fishers of men, mission. That Jesus invites us all into salvation to follow him. That we would make him the Lord and Savior of our lives. Salvation invites everyone into that. But then the same people that he invites into salvation, he also invites into mission. The Jesus purposes. Well, what are we doing? Well, we're going to be fishers of men. I'm going to do something in you and then I want to do something through you. And that's what experience church is all about. Experiencing church the right way is God doing something in me and then God doing something through me. And so last week we just focused on Jesus. That what is our church about? Ultimately our church is about Jesus. Moving people closer to Jesus. That is our mission statement. It's just a short form uh, version of the Great Commission. So every Sunday, that those of us that are Christ followers, what do we want to do? We want to move closer to Jesus. And then people that show up at our church on a Sunday morning that are maybe far from God, we want them to move closer to Jesus. We want them to say yes to Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But it doesn't stop there. We want to say yes to Jesus, but then we want to be involved in being influential um, for others being discipled. I want to be a part of the church. Matthew chapter 16, verse 15, Jesus is talking to his disciples, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So the knowledge of Jesus as the Christ, that is what the church is being built on. Jesus is the cornerstone of the church. You know that song. So we're building the church on Jesus. He said, I'm building my church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of the thing that Jesus is building. And what is he building? He's building the church. The church is the gathering together of the people. It's the called out ones. And so none of us are called to be Christians on our own. We're all called to be part of a local gathering of believers called the church. So we, we get to be part of this amazing thing that Jesus has been building for the past 2,000 years. So it's super exciting for us to be a part of it. So last week, like I said, we talked all about Jesus. That we want Jesus to continually be doing a work in us. That we would constantly be exposing ourselves to him and his love and his grace and his mercy and his presence. So that he could be doing something in me. But then he doesn't want to just stop there. He wants to do something in me. So he can do something through me as a part of the local church. So our mission, as I said here, um, is moving people closer to Jesus. And then one of our core values that you can see out there on the lobby on one of our banners that we have. And you can also see in greater detail all of our core values on our website. But one of our core values as a church family is serving. And it goes like this. I think we have it on the screen. Serving our calling. Jesus is our greatest example. So we believe that service is the highest call. We use our gifting time efforts to serve one another. We believe that anyone can be great because anyone can serve. Everybody here in this room today 
can serve. Now, I'm, I'm going to talk about principle, the, the principle of serving today. Now, the principle of serving is applicable to every area of our lives. And it is the success principle for your life. That everybody needs to serve inside the home. You need, if you're married, you need to serve your spouse. If you have kids, you need to serve your kids. If you're a kid, you need to serve your parents. Can I get an amen? amen. When you work, you need to serve your customers. This is an attitude that will work everywhere, all of the time, without fail. But today I'm focusing on this idea of serving in the church. Now, this is not, I'm not going to make anybody feel guilty today. What we're going to do is we're going to look at the scripture and we're going to see the purposes of serving in the context of the local church. So what I want to do for those of you that are already on the city team, I want to affirm you and to inspire you and to thank you for serving, using your gifts and talents to be able to serve here in the local church. And then for those of you that are still considering Those of you that are still thinking about serving, I want to challenge you as you felt that blue card. I want you at some point in the future to pick up that blue card in earnest and to say, I'm ready to get out of the stands and I want to get on the field. I just don't want to look anymore, but I want to get in. I, I, I want to get my hands dirty, so to speak. And I, and I don't know how long you've been at our church, but one of the things that you like about our church, and I don't even know you maybe, is that you like the people that volunteer here. You like the people that serve in City Kids. And you like the people that greet you at the doors. And you like the people that work in the booth that make sure things are turned up so you can hear what we're saying. And you like the people that help you to your seat. And all of that goes to create an environment to help to move people closer to Jesus. Because that's what we're doing. The City Church, we as the City Church, we are here to serve the city. Come on, can I get an amen? That's what we're here to do. We want to serve the city in very practical ways. We do serve events here as a church family. We go out outside of the walls of our church and we just do great and wonderful, practical, good things in our city. We support our our food bank every month here at the city church. Why? Because we want to do good things in our city. And then what else do we want to do? We want to preach the gospel. We know the, the preaching of the gospel makes a difference in people's lives. And that's how we're going to serve the city. When we gather together and somebody shows up, somebody that's far from God, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to serve. And so that's the way we need to think about our church experience. Thank God that you're going to come and experience his presence during worship. And thank God you're going to grow as you hear the gospel preached and as you hear the word of God preached. But you need to see yourself as, as part of the city church. What are we here to do? I'm here to serve the city. So when I go to church, I'm not just going for myself. Yes, you're going to get blessed and you're going to learn and grow for the purpose of helping somebody else be discipled. I'm going to show up this morning. It's really important that I'm at church today. Well, why? Well, they're going to sing my favorite song. That's great. Thank God for that. But maybe you need to be at church today so you can encourage somebody and you can welcome somebody and you can say hi to somebody that's going through a struggle, that you are part of the family, that God wants you to see yourself as a contributor in his church. Why? Because he's building his church. That means he's building something in you and then he's going to build something through you. So I'm going to give you just a bunch of of scriptures today and there will be nowhere to hide from them (laughs) so serving is love in action if you're taking notes today this is a good spot 
to start. Serving is love in action. How, well, how am I going to love? Well, I'm going to serve. How am I going to love my family? Well, I'm going to serve them. How am I going to love the church? Well, I'm going to serve the church. I'm going to serve. And what is the church? The church, like we talked about last week, is people. So we're going to read you a bunch of uh, scriptures this morning. Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. It says, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Everybody say family. Church is a family for your family. Church is for you to be part of a local family of believers, all moving towards Jesus, part of the church that he's building. Now, when we think about family, if you're having people over to your house, what happens as you're, you know, you got a party, maybe it's holidays or something is going on. And what happens as you're getting ready for guests to come over? You start early, right? If your guests are coming at 7, somewhere before 7, if you're a good host or hostess, somewhere before 7, the family's getting ready and mom's going crazy, right? Mom's like, put the toys away, grab the vacuum cleaner. We need to make it look like nobody actually lives in this house before guests show up. Right? Why? And then so all the family is engaged. Even that lazy child gets kicked off the sofa. Put away your phone. There's stuff to do. Why? There's people coming. Every Sunday here at the city church, there's people coming. There's people coming. There's, there's people who are already followers of Jesus. There's people coming every Sunday who are far from God. So what are we going to do? We're going to get ready. We got to get ready. Why? Because there's people coming. People coming this Sunday and they're going to hear the gospel. Maybe they're going to hear it for the very first time. Maybe their eternal trajectory is going to be changed this Sunday. I got to get there early. I got to show up. And not just because PCO says it. And not just because Jessica sent you another email to remind you that you're serving this week. Man, I'm going to, there to make a difference in the family. I'm going to go early. And then what do you do after the party's over? Hey, I'm going to stay late. I'm going to stay late and we're going to help clean up. That's what being a part of the family is all about. Okay, that's just one word. We've got a bunch of more scriptures we're going to get to today. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. So what are we doing with God? We are working in his kingdom. Some of the gifts and talents that you have are for the purpose of serving in the family of God. Use all of them to be gainfully employed. Go for it. But part of those gifts are for you to serve here, not just here, at a local church somewhere. And so I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to serve here at the city church. Go find a church that you can serve at. Get involved. Get in the game. Why? Because we are co-workers with God. We're not sideline sitters. Hey, I, I want to work with you, God. I want to work in the place that you are working. Galatians chapter 5. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Man, I'm free. Jesus has set me free. But he hasn't set you free from serving. 
You know, I just, I just don't want, I just don't want to be bogged down. I don't want to sign up for stuff. I'm just not sure I want to commit. I just want to experience the presence of God. <laughs> yeah, but we're not using our, our freedom to indulge the flesh. What are we doing, man? I'm going to serve one another. He saves me, but then he saves me for a purpose. He saves me, and then he invites me into mission. Man, I get to serve. I get to be a part of the family. God has called me to be part of the family. In, in Matthew chapter 20, Jesus is speaking about the kingdom of God. The whole gospel of Matthew is emphasizing the kingdom of God. And here Jesus tells us what the kingdom is all about. The kingdom of God is the place of God's rule. It's not geography. It's not borders with an army. It's your heart. The place of God's rule. Jesus is going to speak to it here in Matthew chapter 20, verse 20. It says, the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons, kneeling down, asked a favor of him. What is it that you want? He asked. She said, grant that one of these, my two sons, may sit at your right hand and the other on your left in your kingdom. So in other words, I, I want the place of authority. I want the place of authority, Jesus, in your kingdom. You, you don't know what you're asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup I am going to drink? Yes, we can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink of my cup, but to sit at my right hand on my left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my father. When the ten heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them together and said, so here we want, those two of the disciples were like, and then they got their mom to come. Which is a little bit cheesy. We're like, hey mom, could you go talk to Jesus for us? We want to be in charge in the kingdom of God. Because we're the two best disciples. And certainly we're the most qualified. And then when Jesus takes over Jerusalem, we want to be in charge with him. And so she went and she asked him a favor. And then they heard that they asked to be in charge. And then they were mad. So they're all fighting over power. Jesus gathered them all together. Verse 25. And said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. In other words, exercise authority over them. And their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. With the followers of Jesus. I'm not necessarily looking for a title. I'm not necessarily looking to be in charge. So, well, you know, I'm, I'll sign up to serve, but I need to be in charge. Uh, you might not be in charge of your department. You might not get a title. That's not the point of it. What are we doing? We're serving people. Any chance that we get. It's not about title gathering. It's about the heart of something. And this is Jesus is dealing with all of these things. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must. Everybody say must. Be your servant. So being a part of the family of God is not like climbing the corporate ladder. It's like, what am I here to do? Well, I'm here to serve. Well, can I serve here? Can I, I, can I serve here? Can I help here? Man, I, I want to be a part of the thing that Jesus is building. They must be your servant. Whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Now think about that. Jesus 
God in the flesh, did not come so that he could be served. Hey, come and serve me and do this for me. What did he come to do? He came to serve. Isn't Jesus our example? Aren't we followers of Jesus? Come on now. That's what Christian means. And what did Jesus come to do? What was his heart? What was his attitude? What was the deep purpose of his life? I came to serve everyone. I came to serve everyone's salvation. I'm here to serve. I'm here to be a blessing. This is the attitude that we need to take on. And we see this clearly here in Philippians chapter 2, verse 1. It says, therefore... If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if you have any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion. Now think about that phrase before we continue on. What does it say? To be united in Christ. And that's what a church family needs to be, united in Christ. Now, like I said, we were in Vancouver this week, and I just want to let you know that Canada is united over this logo right now. From ocean to ocean, everybody has claimed our team. And I kind of made a joke to them and say, hey, Ontario, we're lending you our basketball team. But it's amazing. All across the country, people are united to cheer the Raptors, which tomorrow night they're going to be bringing it home. And, and I, I'm especially excited I, when, I, when the Blue Jays won. I was actually in Bible school both years, so I, I, hadn't, I didn't get to actually be in the city when a championship has been won and, and the Leafs won before I was born. So I haven't been able to experience that. And so, man, I'm just super excited to celebrate. But, you know, except for a few crazy people celebrating and some things are going to go awry, there's an amazing feeling of unity. And, and you know... We're going to be champions this year, but we're not going to be champions for eternity, but Jesus is. And so what, what we're doing as a part of a local expression of Jesus followers is that we are united under the banner of Jesus and his purposes. That's what we are doing. Man, what, where do we, what brings us all together? Well, it's Jesus that brings us all together and his purposes for us as a local expression of church. Verse two, then make my joy complete by being like minded, having the same love, being one in the spirit and of one mind. Do you hear the unity there? Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourselves and that is the heart of serving value others above yourselves now what i'm about to say there's no guilt all right this is i I say this many times this is a guilt-free zone but if you have kids in city kids is it just the people there to serve your kids or you might say at some point hey i'm going to serve somebody else's kids I humbly submit that to all of the parents in the room. Well, no, no, they, 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 they can serve my kids, but I'm not going to serve their kids. Their kids, they don't behave. <laughs> their kids are loud. I'm just going to let you know that your kids are loud when you're not around too. 
And your kids are hard to deal with. It's about what am I going to do? I'm going to value somebody else. You know, I'm going to say, hey, I can, I'm going to help you. You're serving me when I show up on a Sunday. What am I going to do? I'm going to value you. Let me serve you. How can I help you? And this is the heart of serving. Not looking to your own interests, but to the interests of, of the others. Verse 5. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient, even death on a cross. He humbled himself, took on the nature of a servant. What about us? Thank God we serve at home. We should. And if you don't, you need to start. Thank God you serve your customers. And if you don't, you need to start. You'll get a raise. Your company will do better. But the same is true here at church. We, we all, we all should need to think of ourselves as, hey, I'm, I'm coming to be a part. And as I come to be a part, I'm, I'm here to serve. I'm here to help. So that when, when people come in once again... People come into the church who are far from God and they see you serving. You can make a difference in their life for eternity. And that's worth it all. I'm just telling you that's worth it all. That some mom or dad can sit and listen to the gospel because you're watching their child. How important is that? How valuable are those moments? John chapter 13, last story, and we'll finish with this. You know, and this would be a fun goal. I'm just going to throw it out there, you know, big dreams, why not? You know, right now we function on a three-week rotation for our volunteers, which means our volunteers would serve 17 times a year. If they come to all of their times that they're scheduled. <laughs> But what if we had enough volunteers for a four-week rotation? And we actually do. We actually have enough adults in our church who attend our church on a weekly basis to do a four-week rotation. Which takes us down to 13 times a year. Think about that. It's like once a month. Now, I'm not trying to make it easy for you necessarily. Because we, we're, not, we're not looking... For an easy road out of serving, what are, what are we doing? Think about it, people. Like, I don't know if I want to serve. Jesus served us all. <laughs> He's the one we follow. Let's not just get, let's not allow the thoughts of culture to get into us. Listen, we don't have to serve. We get to serve. We get to be a part of the thing that Jesus is building. What a privilege. What an honor. What an amazing thing to help 
to contribute to the discipleship of somebody younger than me. What, what an amazing thing to help to contribute to the salvation of somebody. What an amazing thing to, to encourage somebody, to serve somebody. John chapter 13, verse 1. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. So here, Jesus seeing the cross and he's seeing the ascension. And and sometimes, you know, when you think about it, you're going to leave the most important information to the end. You're leaving home and you need to give your kids instructions. The very last thing I want, this, the most important thing. This is where Jesus is at. The evening meal was in progress. and The devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and he was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. Now, and in this time, when, when people were walking on the roads, they were rock, walking from place to place and people would be wearing sandals. There was no paved roads. There was no sidewalks. And so what would happen is their feet would get dirty. And when you walked into any house, there would be a servant there who had a towel around his waist. And the purpose of that servant was to wash the feet of the people that came into the house. Now, this is not a fun job, is it? That, you know, open sewage in the streets, walking down the street. And this is kind of the, I, I, we could call this the lowest place in the household. But Jesus now is going to dress like the lowest person in the household after God has given him all power. Think about this moment. That all authority and all power had been given into his hands in this moment. The king of kings and the lord of lords. And here, what is he doing? I'm going to put this towel of a servant around my waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel and wrapped that was wrapped around him. So that's how we need to see ourselves. I'm coming to church today and I've got my towel wrapped around my waist. And this is what I would say, you know, we have specific scheduled greeters here at our church. But everybody, if this is your church home, you need to see yourself as a greeter. I dub thee all greeters at the city church. Well, well I'm not scheduled today. Yeah, I know you might not be scheduled, but on the way to church, you should, metaphorically speaking, put a towel around your waist. Why? Because God has me there today, man. I'm going to be blessed by the worship. I'm going to hear some good preaching. Amen. But God might actually just want to use me to serve somebody else this morning. 
God might actually want to use me as unqualified as I feel, as maybe I don't feel like I know enough and I've maybe made too many mistakes, that God is calling all of us to be servants in his family. Verse 6, he came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Peter is so extreme. It's like, don't wash me and like well, wash it all but Peter is missing the point Jesus is illustrating something for him and I know in church history I know people do foot washing things in church I just want to let you know we won't um, but this is not this is not a legalism thing that Jesus is giving the church you understand he's giving a spiritual truth here because we don't have foot washing servants at our doors anymore. So this illustration wouldn't actually make sense to us now. But what the point is, Jesus is saying, King of kings, Lord of lords, Son of God, I'm here to serve you. See, and Jesus brought us back to what it means to actually be human. He restored our humanity. And he's teaching us here what it means to be an actual human as designed by God. An attitude that we would all take to ourselves. Jesus, the Son of God, is displaying it for us. Jesus answered, those have had a bath, need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes, returned to his place, and then he asked them the question, do you understand what I have done for you? He, he's wanting them to see what it means to be a follower of him. Do you understand? He's, I, I did this, but do you understand what I did? And we could just say, well, you know, you took the dirt off my feet, Jesus. It wasn't the taking the dirt off the feet that Jesus was teaching them. Verse 13, you called me teacher and Lord, and rightly so. And don't we do that? Isn't Jesus our Lord? Come on now. Yeah, and rightly so. For that's what I am, Jesus said. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. And what is Jesus saying? He said, what I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to place myself under you so that I can serve you. That I, I, I'm going to see you as more valuable than me. And that, that's, that's not true in, in one sense, that we're all equal at the, at the foot of Jesus. But my attitude is, I'm going to place myself below, below you so that I can serve you. How can I help you? And listen, if we could get a church... Uh, full of people with this attitude and doing this, there's no telling what impact we can make on our city. Think about if we did this, if we had this attitude for decades, what impact could we make in our city? 
that every Sunday we're going to be preaching and we're going to be serving the city by preaching the gospel about Jesus. And then in very practical ways, we're going to be serving children, serving the next generation, and then serving one another, and then serving our city in very practical ways that we're just going to be honoring people. That I'm going to place myself under somebody so that I can serve them. This is what the kingdom of God is all about. It's not about titles. It's not about going up the ladder. In the kingdom of God, it's like, hey, I got my towel around my waist. I'm here to serve. I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to help. We also should wash one another's feet, meaning we should serve one another. And this is what Jesus says. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done. What should we do? We should serve like he served. I'm setting this example for you. I, I, I want you to see yourself as a servant. Serving in the kingdom of God. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master. Nor is a messenger greater than the one who you sent. I'm going to say something, and it's a big thing I'm going to say, but I'm not saying it for the purposes of guilt. If you think to yourself, I'm too big to serve, you're saying I'm bigger than Jesus. No, other people will, uh, other people will serve. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm just going to come, and I'm going to attend, I'm just going to be a part. If, if that's your attitude, Jesus is saying you've placed yourself above him. But none of us actually want to do that, right? Come on now. Are you here this morning? None of us want to do that with our attitude. What do we want to do? I, I want to be like Jesus. I just don't want to be a, a follower in name only. I actually want to follow him. I'm going to say, man, I want to be a part. I want to be a part of the thing that Jesus is building. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Blessed if you do them. And I would know, I know, I know, I know that that is true. When you take on just a simple attitude, how can I help? How can I help? What, what can I do? How can I be a part of this? See, and, and the thing, when, when you start to take on this attitude, it, it becomes, it's, it's like good addictive behavior. It's like, how, how can I be a blessing? See, you know, our, our church staff got to go this week, once again, to this conference. You know, and one of the things that we like to do as a church is we like to bless other churches. You know, and I had a, a chance this week to pay for a couple other pastors' meals and, um, and, and do some things. And we're going to be able to give some office furniture this week to another church. And there's just, there's nothing like being a blessing. There's, it's, there's no experience like it. There's blessing in the doing. And I challenge you to prove me wrong. And I know you won't. That's why I challenge you. How, how am I going to take my church experience up a notch? Well, I'm going to get dressed and however way you, you dress for church. But then in my heart, I'm wrapping that towel around my waist. Scheduled or not. What am, I, what am I going to church for? Man, I'm going to worship. I'm going to lift up the name of Jesus. I'm going to grow and I'm going to move closer to Jesus. But God, who is it that you want me to bless this morning? Who is it 
that I can help move closer to you today. And I know for some of you introverts, church is a little bit of a nervous thing, and I get it. I'm married to an introvert. Totally understand. But maybe one Sunday, could be this Sunday, could be next, you didn't just bolt out the doors, got to get to my car. Nobody talked to me. What if you just went and you got a coffee, ner- just nervous and shaking? And you, I'm just going to spend two extra minutes in the lobby of the church. And God, maybe you would use me today to be a blessing to somebody. God, maybe that you would use me to help a hurting person. Maybe, maybe God, the things that I've gone through in my life and the things that you've brought me through. Maybe there's somebody at the city church this morning who's going through that same exact thing today. I'm going to put on my towel. I'm going to put on my towel and I'm going to go to church, Jesus, because this is what you did for us. That you came and you served us. That you came and you served us salvation and grace and blessing and healing and forgiveness and breath like we sang about earlier. God, you gave me all of this. You've done amazing things in me. God, I pray that you would do something through me this morning. Let's just pray this morning. God, we're so thankful to be part of your church 2019 and the church that you are building. God, we are so thankful. We are so privileged, Lord. Thanks for listening. If you need prayer or would like to share how this message has impacted you, please email info at thecitychurch.ca.